Hey guys, thanks for tuning in once again to the Business As Unusual podcast with me, Andrew, aka Andre Baxter. Actually, I'm, it's not me, I'm, I'm not Andre. Don't don't call me Andre, please. Uh, that's my Sunday name. Uh, today, I'm sitting down with Mr. James Jimbo, party man Sinclair. When I say party man, I don't mean he's a DJ in Ibiza. Um, do a DJ. Actually, uh, that's the name of his company. It's the Party Man World. Listen, James started his first business at 16, and uh, he's now 34. He employs over 400 people. He has a turnover in excess of 12 million pounds a year. And if you cannot be inspired, uplifted, or motivated by this individual, then I'm afraid, my friend, you've got to check your own pulse. Um, Listening, podcast number seven. Right, everybody, we're rocking and rolling again. I'm very excited uh, today to to bring a gentleman who I found. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I found him. I uh, didn't physically find him. Uh, I uh, virtually found him online somewhere. And uh, and actually, I, I can only describe him as as the UK's version of, of Gary V. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I know lots of people know who he is, but I don't think there's a, a an entrepreneur or business person out there who's doing what. Uh, what James Sinclair's doing at the moment, sort of with his podcasts, his YouTube, also his multiple businesses. I don't know what to describe him, uh, whether it's the party man or, or just a, a thoroughbred entrepreneur. So uh, let me let me bring you in, Mr. James Sinclair. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you very much for hey, joining thanks, me. Andrew. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for the lovely words about the UK Gary Vee, because yes, he has inspired me to go and make content. I've met him now, uh, met him twice actually, once at his offices. And uh, I just well, yeah, I like what he's doing with personal branding in the entrepreneurship space. I'm passionate about entrepreneurs. And so I suppose I've emulated some of his ideas in making daily content. Um, and, and here we are today. And that's obviously how people find me. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I, I listen to your uh, podcast. I follow you, your journey. I, I find it quite inspirational. You've, you've kind of now got uh, what I see as sort of two. You've got two kind of roads. You've got James Sinclair personal brand. And you've got James Sinclair, entrepreneur of your multiple businesses, which I certainly want to find out a little bit more about. Where's your focus? Where's your focus at the minute? Uh, how do you mean? So, um, what, what what do I focus on? My business or building a personal brand? What, is that yeah, both. Mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, both. And what's what's kind of obviously yeah. everything's important to you. But where's your obviously building a, a personal brand? I was speaking to a chap yesterday. Personal brand building is a lot of effort, a lot of hard work. And where's the direction absolutely. for it? Um, yeah, absolutely. what's yeah? So where, where's where, which, which, which so Definitely, most of my time is spent in my trading business. So my 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 main business is called Party Man. We own children's indoor leisure attractions we own a couple of outdoor leisure attractions we make teddy bears we've made over a million teddy bears um so own a chain of day nurseries called twizzle tops day nurseries um we own quite a bit of commercial property residential property so i'm quite a big property guy i love property um and then i i just basically i i started my life off as, as a kid's entertainer around london and the home counties and then um I realised I was getting a bit older, and I thought, no one wants me on stage as I get too old. You know, they want some young, cool, hip guy. And I got asked to speak at a conference to um, business owners, and I loved doing it. And I talked some stuff, and people said, "My God, this is fantastic!" More people asked me to book, so um, uh, booked me to speak. So I wrote a book called this one called "The Millionaire Clown." Then I wrote another book called "The Experience Business," 
um, this one. And then I wrote another book called Getting Customers, this one. Um, and I got asked the four stages, help more business owners. And uh, so I started making daily videos, which were just on an iPhone at first. Didn't know who Gary V was. I just done, um, I used to call them Sinclair sessions on a Saturday. And I would <laughs> do, be in my business just saying, look, here's, you know, this is what's going on. And it would be a, a wobbly selfie video um, on a Facebook Live. And then that developed. And then I employed a full-time videographer just following me around the business. Once I discovered Gary Vaynerchuk, mm. I thought, yeah, I should do that. Um, and, you know, we, we made, you know, sort of 300 episodes of that uh, called Backstage Business. Yeah. Then I started doing direct teaching content on video on YouTube. So I'd pick a subject, tell people how to solve that problem. Then I moved into podcasts. Then I moved into writing more articles. I coached people, spoke on stages. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's all important to me. I'm a proper entrepreneur. I like doing all of it, really. Yeah, you've got it all. I mean, you've given it a very, very good flavor of absolutely everything that you've got going on. But just for the benefit, perhaps, of people who have been listening to the podcast, who perhaps are are looking for inspiration, motivation, maybe at early stages of the business. You are a very successful businessman. Uh, um, but when you talk about party man right at the beginning, wh what was your inspiration at the beginning? Because you were you were young, weren't you? How old were you doing parties? Yeah, at? so basically, basically by, the, by the time I was 16, 17, I had a business that was doing £1,500 a week in revenue and it was pretty much all profit um because i was swapping time for money doing kids parties i was fully booked and i built a children's entertainment agency up i was called jimbo the party man so i set up an agency called the party man company um and i trained up people like a franchise but not so formal and they were now and done gigs for the, all the jobs that I can do and I take a cut I reinvested that built an event business up then I opened some indoor play centers and, and you know but, fast go, forward now we're a big business really what, what, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get is I'm trying to delve into your brain a little bit and understand so you were doing your part you were doing your weekend uh, shows and for anybody who's not looked at it please just find it on YouTube because it is bloody brilliant it's just like James now but a little bit thinner a lot younger and skinnier that's, that's basically how I can describe it. Oh, and the voice is not quite as deep. That's what it is. I think that's oh, what you mean of me doing kids' parties? Yeah. I want to, what, yeah, that's it. That's what it was. Is yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but what yeah, I'm trying Jimbo, to... Yeah. Yeah, what I'm trying to appreciate is what was going on in, in, in your head. So you were doing these on a weekly basis, and then you're saying, and then I just sort of like, uh, you know, I got more well, people. Here's, here's but it's thing, not right? as easy as that. Got more I left home. I left home and I was very young and I had to earn money. I was hungry um, and so I wanted to be fed and I was desperate for progress. My mum died when I was 17. She had MS um, and I quit, she had nothing. And I quickly learned that, you know, your body is a frail instrument. And if you get ill, um, having what I call a profitable job, and that's what I had, I had a profitable job, a very profitable job. Um, but I was swapping time for money. So uh, I wanted to go through the next level of entrepreneurship. Now, I call this the honor now. I didn't know it back then. I just thought, right, I, I need to not be a swapping time for money person. So the first stage was building the agency. So I had other income that was more residual. And that's why I got into property as well. You know, I bought my first house when I was 18, another one when I was 19, another one when I was 20 from the profits that I had made. And that gave me some rental income. But I was, I suppose I was so panicked because of what happened to mum that I needed to have um, stable income where I mean, literally, I was a magician, so my hands were my tools of my trade, you know. No hands, no health, no wealth. 
Um, so I am. I, um, I, I then moved on and started building a company that employed people. I employed my first person was 17. By the time I was 21, I had 35 employees, and I knew that that was the right step to take. So, do we along this journey? Were you? We did you take? advice from anyone inspiration from anyone where were your learnings was it just natural did you have it within you or did you just guess yeah, it I mean, I mean i i think there's what i call the eight traits of great entrepreneurs um, and one of those is commercial awareness and some commercial awareness comes to people naturally than others yes i was the guy that sold sweets at school and i worked out you buy them for 50p and sell them for as much as possible and keep a profit you know reinvest the profits and you know i could you know, what farmers say, you know, how many beans make five? And that came naturally to me. And uh, then I, I, I discovered books. Now, back then, so, you know, this is 2001, two, three, four. Um, you know, I, I, I found some books, but they were from famous entrepreneurs, you know, so Richard Branson, Losing My Virginity. I read that. That set me on the path. I read all the Dragon's Den's lot. And actually, probably Losing My Virginity gave me um, <laughs> the book, by the way. <laughs> that, gave the, um, that gave me the grounding for a similar set of beliefs. What Richard taught me in that book has set me up on the right path. So here's the thing about entrepreneurs, great entrepreneurs understand what I call this formula, E plus M equals S. So it's entrepreneurship plus management equals success. And there's usually a different style of DNA to management DNA and entrepreneurial DNA. And so I realized when reading that book that when Richard couldn't do something, he would just employ someone better than him to go and do it. Um, now, even if you haven't got the money to do it, there's a mindset problem that a lot of business owners have is they, they want to keep all the cash themselves. They think they should do as much as possible themselves. They think they should do the payroll, that returns, operations, marketing, the whole kit caboodle. And what I realized that if I wanted to be successful, I would have to create time. So instead of swapping my time for money, I would buy in time. And first person I employed was a cleaner because I didn't like doing it. I wasn't very good at it. And that gave me an extra 15 hours a week to do sales and marketing and grow the business. Um, and then I realized that I had to do quite a lot of operational work. So I brought in a manager who's now my MD and he's still with me today, Aaron. And that gave me then another 30 hours a week just to grow the business and not operate the business. And that, that I think that foundation's come from Richard. And also, you know, I think whilst here and I do like spouting this for what I think there's a lot of successful people have things like dyslexia and stuff like that. So Richard Branson's dyslexic, Bill Gates is dyslexic, 35% of self-made millionaires in the UK are dyslexic. And I think there's something we can learn from that. The dyslexic kids are given this ability at school. If they can't do something, they're given permission to find a different way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that sets them up. And that's why a lot of entrepreneurs are dyslexic, right? You can't do it that way. You've got to find a route round. You've got to find a way to get through the traffic. And that sets you up for success. Because most of us are taught if you don't succeed, try, try again. Well, for a business, um, you know, that can be a long way down the road. So you can speed things up mm. by employing and putting great team members around you that, that, that fill in your weaknesses. But it's a mindset thing, first of all. Don't think, oh, how am I going to afford all these people? Mm. Like my mindset is I can't wait to employ more people <laughs> and I'll find a way of doing it. Yeah, that, like, that's a fair point. Uh, I'll just like to add, I am dyslexic, guys. So uh, just watch out for this guy. Um, but um, what, would, um, <laughs> what, uh, what I want to, to mention as well is, look, 
uh, it's clear that you are a very, very hardworking individual. But I think that's an obvious thing for any outsider to establish because you have got your uh, all of the multiple businesses that you've just mentioned before. You can't be somebody who works four hours a day and not and, and not be able to manage all those properly. But when you were when you were building the the party man and you got into buying property and things like that, what was your work? But what was your work-life balance, if you had any at all? How how hard were you working? What was you? How old? How long were you sleeping? How long were you working? What was your drive like? What was your motivation? Well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. In the early days, I mean, no one worked harder than me. You know, I sacrificed my youth, and I sort of regret that a little bit now. Um, I literally put everything that I had time um, and energy and effort. Mm-hmm. But so. Uh, a 15 hour, 15 hour, I would do about 15 shows a week. Then I would be on the phone the rest of the time. And I worked seven a week until I was about 27, really. And then I started taking some holidays and enjoying myself. But I, I gave my business everything. Like it's bringing up a child and you're a single parent. That's similar to what it's like mm. to give it so much energy, enthusiasm and effort. Um, and the only way that you can start relaxing a little bit is by having great management around you. That's interesting. I mean, for people who are in a position to bring management in, uh, well, there's no really ex- real excuse. Based well, on no, that. no, no, no. Let, let's, everyone's in a position to bring management in. You know, you, otherwise, you'll just have a profitable job. So when you go through business, you go through the three stages. Solopreneur, entrepreneur, investorpreneur. And when people come to my seminars or I coach any business owners, I'm like, no, guys, what you're building is a profitable job. So you're going to get to retirement. You're going to be 65 bleeding years old. You're going to try and sell your job. No one's going to buy a job. No, no, no. What you need to do is you need to build a business, first of all. So this is going to be where you become the MD of the business and you put structure around it and then eventually you're going to build an investment and I believe you can do that within 10 years and that investment um, is going to be as it says on the tin someone wants to invest into it mm. and if you don't build that then you're going to be in big trouble yeah it's, it, okay that's a fair point I mean uh, I, I, I recognize a couple of a couple of the things that you're mentioning there because you, you're not afraid to share any of this information for free you obviously do speaking and you help business you've got um the James Sinclair Entrepreneurs Network as well, which which um, which is which for any benefit. Well, that's like a lobby. Yes, so we're a lobbying group. We lobby government. We you know give advice, HR advice. So it's a networking community. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we help people grow their businesses through that. Yeah. But I mean, my main thing that I love is my my Entrepreneurs University, which is an online training program. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't you want me to plug it. I'll go plug it. Let me plug it. Plug it in. You plug it in. Plug it in a minute because I'm going to lead up to the Entrepreneurs University. But I, what, you've you've you quoted about all the sort of the hard work and it, for anybody outside in, right? So when you watch it, you've got lots of energy. You seem like you seem like the type of guy that that you want to have a beer with, right? You seem like an interesting person. You've Hardly got crazy. Drink. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, maybe not the pub, but may I don't know. Uh, go to church. <laughs> uh, but you've got lots of energy right <laughs> you've got lots of energy uh, uh, and you seem it seems like very fun but but but, but business 
business isn't, oh, I'm not trying, this is not a depressing podcast, right? But it's. A, I want it to be realistic because I think people have this, uh, this, this thought process, there's quick hacks that you can sit on a beach and you can earn tons of money and you don't have to put a lot of effort in. And I just feel like that's, that, no, no. that isn't that <laughs> the case. And, and I think, you know, I'm just wanting to sort of labor that point a little bit when you're talking about the work and life and blah, blah, blah. It, it is, you know, it is difficult. It is, it's hard, isn't it, building what you've got, especially what you've got. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Building a successful business takes a lot of years, but I'd say business is very much follows the life of a child. So, you know, it's only when a business gets to sort of 18 years old, you're like thinking, right, they're starting to get the hang of it. But when a business becomes 25, 30 years, that's when real establishment comes into play. So you look at, you know, there is always the unicorns to the rules, like the Facebooks and the Googles. But even when you look at Facebook, like that's now like a, coming up to a 20-year-old organization, mm. you know. So you've really, you, you, the, these businesses are, you know, been around for a long, long time. But there are some strategies and tactics that business owners can make that will level up and give them more chance of success. Business owners need to when they learn, the more they earn. And what they do when it comes to, this is what business owners do. Not all business owners, but the majority of business owners. They work out success through a process of trial and error like a toddler trying to learn to walk, you keep you get knocked down, then eventually you get the hang of it. That, though, will mean that rather than it taking 10 years to build success, it might take 25, 30 years. And the reality is 50% fail within the first two years, 80% within five years, and 94% fail at 10th anniversary. So really only 4 to 6% get past that 10-year anniversary. The ones that get past the 10-year anniversary have what I call those investorpreneur traits to them. And I'll give you what I call the eight traits of the great star right now. Number one, they start with the end in mind. If you want to build a business, then you have got to create what I call an architectural plan. Don't be like most business owners, building a house without a set of architectural plans. As soon as you've got that set of architectural plans and you know what the finished product looks like, you are going to level up your success so much more. And that just takes a bit of thinking time. Um, Number two, they're passionate about what they do. I believe if you're passionate about what you do, you'll get the third trait, which which is passionate about, not your children, you're passionate about your children. Here's an example of this. If your children get seriously ill, and you've seen this on Facebook countless times, someone's child gets seriously ill and they say, we need to fly to America, we need a quarter of a million pounds for life-changing treatment. They're passionate about their child and they're resilient about their child. And somehow, miraculously, they've never done it before. Within a week, they've raised a quarter of a million quid from nothing. <laughs> You know, and we see this happen time and time again. That's the same with great entrepreneurs. Their business is like their child. They're so passionate about it that they get untold amounts of resilience when things brings me on to number four, great relationships with people. Because you are not a one-man army. You are definitely going to need tons of support to get you through. So you're going to have to be able to harness investors, get the best employees, convince landlords to give you the property, convince people to supply to you, convince people to buy from you. You will have to have a great relationships with people. Number five is have commercial awareness. And that breaks down into my three essential KPIs. Number one, you produce a monthly profit and loss. Number two, you understand about average customer value, transactional value, life. Number three, 
lot of turnover ratio. You understand what it costs your labor is to your turnover. Number six is you're a born innovator. You've got to understand in business, if you don't innovate, you're going to evaporate because the market is always trying to catch you up and is always out innovating you. Even when you're at the top of your game, that's when you need to innovate the most because everyone's trying to copy you and catch you up. Number seven, you're a born marketer. Of marketing, you learn about marketing. But hey, I always say this if you want to be a great business owner, you need to be a marketeer of your business rather than an operator of your business. The yep. more time you spend in the marketing department, the better your business is going to be. And number eight, lastly, they're teachable. No one wants to be a bloody know it all because you don't know it all. You are the best family doctor in town that goes and seeks advice from surgeons and consultants when possible, but you know just enough to ask the right questions and know when you're being told a load of bullshit. And that, ladies and gents, if you follow those <laughs> key eight traits, then you are going to be one of the greats. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sorry. I think like you can't. I think you, you, there's no argument with that. I think there's argument with any of the things that you said. But I'm interested to know the number eight. Um, wh wh where do you learn from at the moment? Where, where, where's oh, your mate, learning? Mate, mate, uh, so I'm listening to a book at the moment called One Million Followers. It's a flipping fantastic book. Um, you know. <sighs> Um, I, I network with other business owners. I've got tons of mentors. You know, um, you, you know, I've got my bank managers always think stuff. I've got a brilliant bank manager. Um, I read. You know, the, the, you know. I, I always say this: if you want to be a great leader, you've got to be a great reader. Um, so I'm, I'm always reading. Now, if you can't, if you don't like consuming books, then you know, watch YouTube. I watch loads of things on YouTube. I listen to loads of books. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. So there is a way of learning. You know, there's eight types of learning. Some people are linguistic. Some people like to watch. Some people like to do to seminars. I've been to America seminars in America. I've gone to Dan Kennedy seminars. I've been to Brad Sugar seminars. Um, I've been to, um, you know, I've been to loads of things. I've been to success resources seminars over the years. I've done them all, and um, <laughs> I learned from other great business owners as well. And and yeah. and, uh, but really, reading and listening to books. Uh, be my greatest attributes to my success and i reread great books and again one of my favorite books is how to get rich by felix dennis that is like a fantastic book shoe dog um is another fantastic book losing yeah. my virginity they're my top three recommendations uh for broad business um and then i would also recommend all dan kennedy's stuff on marketing if you don't know who he is he's, he's pretty spectacular yeah. as well there's also a guy actually um i don't know if you've heard of him but he's written a couple of books his name is james sinclair i don't know if you'd recommend any of his books <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a couple of them. No, I think you know what. I've got three books, and and ladies and gents, if you buy any of my books, all the sales of those books um, go to children, my children. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Just a little joke yeah. there. Keep you going, yeah, game. Yeah, through the like podcast, that. we'll get through it together. I like that. I like that. Do you know what? There what, we what, go. What, what, <laughs> What what I find what I find really interesting though is so far there's people that I've been speaking to and I, I was speaking to a chap yesterday who who um he he at tw age of twenty seven he was a multimillionaire with cars and and a house etc cetera, etc cetera. and then uh, overnight he went bankrupt and he owned the bank forty five million 
uh, uh, pounds, right? Um, and wow. he went back. Yeah, well, because he, he, he basically he's like a funding a funding guru. He, I did a podcast with him, and um, he, he basically uh, it was two thousand and seven, two thousand and six. He built up these multiple businesses, including a train of strip clubs, and um, yeah, they it uh, put personal guarantees against everything that he borrowed, and they're the financial crisis here and uh he, he he was he was ordered to pay it all himself and obviously he couldn't um but uh that you know the, the, i suppose the point, point i wanted to make there is a lot of people or most people that i've been listening to there's two two things that i've seen that are common traits through everybody and that is the self-learning so whether it's books or audio books but also and, and you've just been a testament to that without even being uh, uh, prompted but the other thing that a lot of people have, have, have experienced is 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 sort of dips or struggles or downs uh, predominantly in the business well and it's true isn't it it's true uh, and, and I think it's and, and we're going yeah, through I've really one of, lost it all I've nearly lost it all three or four times, but you know I'm passionate about my sectors. That's why number two that they're passionate about what they do is so important because you know if you if you sort of like if you look at all my sectors, they all fold into existing empire. You know, like children's day nurseries, leisure attractions. I make children's teddy bears. I'm passionate about family entertainment at leisure. That that's the sector I like to be in, other than property and this, but. You know, this is why I do this. Why I pack the best possible employees to come work for me, and all the money I make from speaking and all of that, I build another day nursery with it. You know, mm -hmm. so, and usually my property company again folds into existing empire. I give that to security for the bank for the main trading business. And hey, guess what? We operate some of our properties. Operate the businesses that we own. So we have a property company that operates to our operating company. So a prop co op co situation. So I. What protects you about that is being passionate about what you do, because when when those times come and they will come to every entrepreneur and like right now, they're coming for lots of people. You have a choice. You cannot be sane and give up. Um, uh, yeah, Steve Jobs is one of my favorite Steve Jobs saying. He said that most people give up because they're sane. So <laughs> super successful people. And if you, uh, you know, you meet them, them you know i'm strange i absolutely know i am strange i am not uh, a regular run-of-the-mill person and i'm a bit weird i'm a freak i'm a bit unique um and i understand that and i cannot to sign up to millions of pounds worth of personal guarantees and i have an inner belief that i'm going to pay it all back and i've never knocked anyone and um, i've had times when like right now we've had to negotiate with some of our landlords and and said look we can't pay you because we're not we will do the right thing we're good people we want to it's just right now yeah. there's zero money coming in we're going to have to negotiate this situation so i'm not saying mm. that we haven't had you know our rocky parts of the road and and we certainly have our limousine company complete and utter failure disaster i lost hundreds of thousands of pounds i had a chain of party shops i had one in lakeside one in badman you know and they lost hundreds of thousands of pounds so i've had my fair share of knocks um yeah. and i haven't paid myself maybe for 18 months at a time where i've your business i've had to work for free who would do that why would you do that why would you do that because i'm passionate about what i do and therefore i've got tons of resilience i care yeah. about the companies that i run so when people give up, it's usually because they've gone, do you know what I don't really care about? I'm not that passionate about this anymore. And I've I've lost my vavavoom. Um, 
So I, I never worry about how business is going as long as I stop it. Because you will find a way. You will find a way. Even if you have to give a slice of equity up, um, um, you will find a way. Um, you, even if you sell one of your sites and it breaks your heart, but you, you'll find a way. And sometimes the easiest way to do it, if you've lost the passion, you lose the resilience, then is to give up and take a break and then go again when that comes back to you and you find what your passion's for. No, it's a fair, fair cop. I mean, obviously, we're in a very, a very uh, unusual time at the minute. And um, I was uh, having a chat with a guy who who, who does uh, wedding events the other day. And uh, of course, they've all been cancelled. Um, and, and he's actually stuck. He's actually stuck in America. He took his family to Costa Rica on the 4th of March. And he's still there now. I was speaking to him. Uh, uh, he was sat in in a place in America, completely on lockdown. He managed to sneak through the borders. They weren't America weren't taking any English people through. And he spoke in an American accent. And he got his family, got three kids and a wife, and he's over there at the minute. And obviously, you know, it's a dreadful situation for him. Very upbeat, though. I must admit. Um, so you've you've obviously been. I imagine your your businesses have been hit pretty pretty hard by this. Have you yeah, kept yeah, agile? So, uh, so, so here's the thing, you know. Great businesses, you know, one of my rules for businesses is have multiple streams of income. I call it the missus, multiple revenue streams, but crucially fold in to existing empire. So, you know, loads of people, you know, you'd have loads of people on your podcast and been to loads of seminars going, go have multiple streams of income, um, because some might have said it once before. And, but it's true. It is absolutely true, but they forget to mention that fold into existing empire. So, I, my day nurseries are still trading and we're doing about 150,000 revenue through them at the moment and we furloughed our staff. So that cash that we've got coming in is able to keep the rest of the beast going. So we've lost 80% of our revenue. We're not doing, you know, th this month we would have turned 1.3 million pounds. It's usually what we do in April. We'll only turn 150 grand now. But that's, you know, not zero, is it? So I feel thankful for that. Um, because we've got multiple revenue streams that fold into existing empire. My property business, nearly all of my rents, not 100% of them, but most of them have still come in. Um, mm. You know, my bank, uh, you know, I bank with a private bank and they've been flipping fantastic and they've said that we won't have to pay any of our loans or mortgages for six months. Um, they they gave me a £450,000 overdraft, like literally like that, um, just to help us out. We didn't even ask for that much. Um, and we haven't even used it um, that, to that extent. So you know, they, 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 we've really built up something that, um, that you know, uh, we built up a, a war chest in case it got really bad. And we haven't mm. had to go into that war chest as much as we thought. No, I mean, I think at the beginning of this situation, there was, a, there was a, I think there was, for anybody who had a brain cell, they would have thought, right, this has got, this has got a recipe for a big, big disaster. But I think the government, if the government have shown confident, it's not as easy as what everybody thinks, but the government, I mean, obviously we, we, we've applied for, for whatever we can, but uh, the government have tried to put confidence and put money back into the economy. I mean, let's be honest, who heard of furlough before and who is going to speak about furlough after the coronavirus is over? Because I, I certainly did. Yeah. You know, so. No, no, absolutely. 
I mean, I, I don't think the go. I think the government have done some good stuff, but I think it's been headline grabbing. So, for example, on the Sybil's loans at the time of recording this, 130,000 people have applied and only a thousand have gone on to the next stage. Um, so, you know, there's a lots of headline grabbing stuff. I'm hoping that the time will catch up and we'll get through and they'll sort that out. Mm. Um, I, I think the VAT thing, um, deferring it for a quarter um, so that you don't have to pay it till next year, I think that's. Oh dear, sure. I think that's a really positive move. But I, yeah. what I would have done is, is um, you know, there there are so many other things they could have done. I think a reduction in VAT would have been, you know, for for different sectors that are going to be hurt as much. So obviously, mm -hmm. food they're having a time of their life. Sainsbury's Tesco's forty <laughs> two year on year sales. Um, yeah. But you know, like for leisure, retail, hospitality, there needs to be a reduction in that. These people are, I mean, it could be wholesale change. Um, but mm. here's the other great news for those entrepreneurs, those entrepreneurs that can see this as an opportunity, the opportunity is there. I'm negotiating right now to buy three businesses, and they have all come off the back of this. Honestly. Um, yeah, well, I've had warm calls uh, with people because, you know, people are just, Saying, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm giving up. Hello, James well, Sinclair. I'm here to save the day. The hotline. The hot. Yeah, James has got the hotline bling. The thing is, you've got two options, haven't you? You either do nothing or you do something. And I think that is the the key to to to, to sort of being successful in anything. Not only just not only just uh, in business, but in relationships. You know, you can go through tough times yeah. in relationships. You've got to make sure that you stick to it. Right. Let me let, let, let me just throw a couple of things at you, James. I'm interested if you've got a routine. I've seen you go for a walk on you'd go for a live walk on your Instagram now and again. Uh in the in the in I don't know where you are, but you're in the bloody countryside somewhere. Um do you have a routine? I'm in Essex. I'm in Essex. All right, geezer. Where where are you from, by the way? I'm from Leeds, actually, West Yorkshire. I'm a Yorkshire lad. And is that where you live? Uh, I'd live outside of Leeds now because when my wife fell pregnant with the twins, we we brought them closer. But I live in Leeds. I worked in London for four years as a as a as a budding estate agent. And uh, but yeah, I'm up, I'm up the auction now. Have you ever been up to Leeds? Um, yeah, I like Leeds. I've been to um, one of my mates went there years ago. There was a nightclub that looked like a church. I don't know if you, it's quite famous. Halo. Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been there back in the day. Um, um, what question again? Routine. Well, actually, I want to know you big drinker. Yeah, routine. No, hardly drink. Well, I'm, I'm practically teetotal. Um, don't drink. Um, what my biggest weakness is, I've got a sweet tooth. Um, I love chocolate. I love <laughs> naughty cakes and stuff like that. That's my biggest problem. Um, in terms of exercise, yeah, I've had a PT for a year and a half, and then um, he moved away and. So I put another one in for six months and I just joined the gym and then coronavirus came. So I'm trying to walk, trying to do a bit. But do yeah. I have a routine? Well, number one, I don't get up before the birds. And no, I don't think that you need to get up before the birds to be successful. I'm an off-peak guy. Most of the time throughout coronavirus, I've been trundling downstairs at half nine to ten o'clock. Flipping fantastic. Um, so I think the most important thing... Uh, in my opinion, to be successful is make sure you get enough sleep. That's my number one routine. And, I, you know, I don't want to be tied down to some bloody early morning flipping routine because I don't like it, but it works for other people. I work brilliantly. Like now, between now and half 12, I'll write my new book, The Dream Team, that I'm writing. So I prefer to do things like that. I'm a night owl, but some of you are a morning person. Flipping great for you. Um, 
uh, I, I suppose routine is good and, and should be, but I'm probably the less, the most least routine driven person you'll ever meet. I, th- I think doing work stuff. You know, I think what I'm finding at the moment is those that have, those that have a routine are using the routine as um, as discipline for themselves. I had, I had a chap yeah. who, who who's trying to be teetotal, and if he doesn't have a routine, then he completely falls off the wagon. Um, right, okay. Listen, you've mentioned the books, you've mentioned your inspiration, you've mentioned your most uh, your motivation, and you've also given us your top eight tips of being a, a successful entrepreneur. Uh, James Sinclair, what an it's absolute. It's called the eight traits of the greats. Eight traits of the greats. Well, I've believe it or not, I'm I've actually written it down. Before before we part ways, and before I ask you where we can find you, tell me about the Entrepreneur University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Entrepreneurs University. Now, this is what it is, right? So, I've coached people, and I do coach some people. It costs about three grand a month for me to coach people, and I don't really want to coach people anymore because I'm so blooming busy. And people ask me all the time. So, I've what I've done is, and basically, we had all these you know, live seminars that I run. I can't do that anymore. And it cost about two grand to come to one of my weekend seminars. Um, because I can't do that, I thought, right, I'm going to put it all online and people can learn from home. So I created the Entrepreneurs University. And it's a, a program designed to help you grow your business, whether you're starting a business, building a business, buying a business, or growing a business. It covers all bases. It talks about getting customers, keeping customers, growing the profits in your business, getting your business ready to sell, working out how to actually implement the eight traits of the great learn about all the methods that I've used in my career to build a 12 million pound revenue business that makes a million pound a year profit, how all of that has been done and how you can do it easier so that you can grow your business faster and easier for less money than you ever thought possible. So here's what you do. You go to jamesinclair.net, my website, and there's a big button on there. Entrepreneurs University for free, for free, for free. And then you can click on that and you can you can go and enroll and you can try the first two weeks free. And if you like it, you can stick around. How much is it going to cost you? It's going to cost you $49.99. What's that? Well, I'll tell you what, that's less than a pair of Nikes. And you can grow your brain because the more you learn, the more you'll learn. And that is the Entrepreneurs University and you can try it for free. What's fair of do you know what? It's as if you'd uh, practice that, James. You just It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't I it? I vary it. Yeah, I vary it every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think you great news as well. Once you're in, once you're in, after a few weeks of being in, I'm going to send you my business growth box, which has all my books for free. Um, it's got all my cheat sheets, swipe files, blueprints. So when you're in the Entrepreneurs University, it's video training every week from me, but you get all my swipe files, blueprints, cheat sheets, all my formulas, all the stuff that I use to coach my team. It's like a, it's like an encyclopedia for business owners. And it, you can try it free for two weeks if it's for you. And I urge you to do it. You know what? I uh, just for the record, I am absolutely not on commission. But James, please feel free. Uh, but for anybody who's at home at the moment, your outgoings—I uh, well, don't know your personal situation—but your, your your cost of petrol, your cost of living has obviously decreased. You can't buy anything; you can't go to the shops. So, for the cost of fifty quid a month, well, actually, it's free for the first couple of weeks. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a bad shout. And I'll be honest with you, James, I might have a little tinker myself. Um, oh, please! A... <laughs> so like people i just don't understand why people don't you know even if you don't come into my entrepreneurs university you should be spending 50 quid a month on books on audible and just consuming that sort of stuff or 100 quid or 200 whatever it is you know like you know self-education will make you a fortune like 
you know, reading, learning from people that have got been there, done it, and got the metaphorical T-shirt, as I say on my podcast, is exactly mm. the stuff that you need to do. Why? You know, success leaves clues, and you might as well scoop all those clues up and pop it into your business. See, when you come on to my Entrepreneurs University or read anyone else's books, you learn, you implement, you swipe, then you deploy it. Um, and, and that's what we've done. We're quite open about it. You know, learn all my stuff, deploy it, and you'll see the results. James, listen, we're going to part ways right now. But, but, been, yeah, cool. Yeah, I was going to say, right, but before we go, I've got a, I've got a personal question to ask you, right? You you are self-confessed. Um, you said, did you say crazy? You said you're a bit strange. You're a bit bonkers, right? Um, and uh, well, I, I think anyone that wants to, you know, revels in borrowing millions of pounds and employing lots of people, it's not for everyone. No, I was going to ask you a bit of a personal question there. You started off with the party man. What does your what do your kids think of you? I mean, are you like the most fun dad in the world or are you just a really annoying dad like like my kids find me when I walk into the room and roll about with them? Uh they're just like, "Oh, really dad, are you doing this again?" Oh no, my little, my I've got I'm I love my little boy. I've I've got one and one on the way. Um he's three and yeah, we have we have a hoot together and he's flipping fantastic and I you know I want to be as, uh, as as long as he wants me to be as stupid as possible I will carry on being as stupid as possible um, because I realise I've only got a few years until he get, doesn't want to know me <laughs> do you actually just a quick muscle on that what what I mean obviously you know it's three years old so you're not thinking about this right now but um do you do you do you I, I know before I had kids I used to think I want them to be successful business people my attitudes change now I just want my kids to be nice people what 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 what's your Absolutely. sort of thought process on that? I couldn't care so so you know everyone says that to me all the time oh you've got someone that's uh heir to the empire I'm like only if he wants to be you know, if my son wants to be a social worker, a teacher, a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, a VA, a VAT, VA, a vet, an accountant, yeah, crack on. You know, do whatever you want to do. You can be whatever you want to be, and you know, and I'll support you along the way. You know, um, I don't. You know, that's the biggest failings of so many business owners is they force mm. their business on their children and don't mm. let them make that choice. Now, if he comes around and says, "Yeah, you know, Dad, I I really like this. I love." business i love entrepreneurship teach me oh my god i will give him my brain on a plate and i will help him but mm. only if he wants to um mm. and you know what i think you know I, i've coached lots of family businesses and i always say look you know members of the family can always be shareholders and owners but they should only get a role in the company at interview with other counterparts to make sure that you're getting the best possible people so let them be shareholders let them be directors but should they be the managing director should they be the ceo the marketing officer don't try and you know because the market's big and you can really be super successful that's why most family businesses don't make it past three generations you know mm. first generation builds it second generation improves it because the first generation is still there to help them and then third generation loses it or clogs to clogs in three generations as they say mm. so just watch out for that if you're a family business you know protect your kids and that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why I wanted to get Mr. James Sinclair on this podcast, because the guy's got an answer for everything. And actually, it's a very, very interesting answer. If you don't follow James Sinclair, uh, then you've got to jump on, because even if you're not actually a budding business person or entrepreneur, it's actually very entertaining. James, where can we find you, please? 
Well, my website, jamessinclair.net, follows you through to everything. But, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as James Sinclair. I'm on Instagram, Twitbook. I'm on all of them, you know. I'm on the TubeViews. You can find me <laughs> everywhere. Just type in James Sinclair into Googly Woogly and poof, I shall appear. Yeah, I mean, my YouTube channel's got 450 videos now to help people grow their business on pretty much the whole spectrum of um, business advice. Um, so, yeah. And hopefully one day I'll see you at a conference that I'm speaking up to and uh, we'll have some fun and grow our business at the same time. I love it, James. I really hope so, oh, and the too. podcast. Don't forget the podcast as well. Oh, my business God. The podcast. Yeah, a podcast which I am, I listen to and I find it very valuable. So anybody and, – and actually, you are throwing them out because your intro is the weekly podcast, but actually that, that's, uh, that's not the case, is it? You're, you're, you're doing a lot more than that. So you're giving value you're left, one right, a day. One a day, baby. Um, we relaunched it. Um, so when JB, because I've got um, an ND for all of our brand and entrepreneurs university and James Sinclair Enterprises, as we call it. Um, and he said, look, we need to up the podcast. And I said, right, let's do one a day. And so um, and so I am from I home in quarantine, uh, in isolation. Well, I, I find it very easily because I just choose a few subjects and I just talk about it. Um, <laughs> and I just talk to myself and go even more insane yeah that's why you should listen to it (laughs) that's why you should listen to it guys james thank you so much i really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule because i know that your evenings are very precious to you you get on with your work and etc etc but thank you for sharing your wisdom thank you mate thank you so much for listening i have nothing to add on to that um this guy is such an inspiration if you're if you're into business or if you're starting a business and so i'd highly highly recommend that you start following him and get involved in some of the stuff that he does is uh is uh entrepreneurs university and the entrepreneurs network uh yeah gives out some amazing amazing pieces of advice and i think the the, the biggest rule of all is uh, is actually doing something and uh, so if you can listen to a bit of James and do something about it, you'll be in for a winner. Guys, thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast.